Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast, the only show that dares to be both on location and on topic, or on-premises and on-premise. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT luminaries to discuss a single concept. In this episode, we're discussing object storage, specifically the question of object storage being the future of all storage. Before we begin, let's meet who's on the panel today. Hi, I'm Gina Rosenthal. I founded Digital Sunshine Solutions. We can be found at digitalsunshinesolutions.com. And the best place to get in contact with me is on Twitter. I'm G Minx. Hi, I'm Rajiv Rajavasreddy, uh, VP of Product Management at Pure Storage. You can find me on Twitter at r underscore Rajiv. Hi, my name is Arjan Tumman. You can find me on Twitter as at Arjan Tim, and I'm a partner at Tech Unplugged. And I'm Stephen Foskett, uh, founder of uh, Tech Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. You can find me online at gestaltit.com and at sfoskett on Twitter. So originally, uh, storage was storage. Storage was disks, you know, right? And we had block storage, and then we had file systems on top of it. And that's sort of how things were. Then along came, uh, you know, object storage and cloud storage and all these other kinds of storage. And um, it seems that the tide of history is turning. And specifically, it looks like it's turning toward object storage. And this is especially true in the cloud and Kubernetes and you know, cloud applications. So today's premise is essentially this. Object storage is going to eat the whole storage world and all storage will be object storage in the future. Uh, I think, Rajiv, that's sort of uh, your uh, belief. So why don't you kick us off by talking a little bit about uh, you know, why should we think that object storage is the future of storage? Yeah, uh, Stephen, uh, I probably wouldn't go that far, but close. Um, if you think about object storage, traditionally object storage had been associated with cheap and deep archival uh, data. And uh, even uh, just a couple of years ago, performance object would have been treated as an oxymoron. Um, that is no longer the case. As you have more and more people building new applications, um, they're using cloud uh, architectures and cloud paradigms. And S3 is a key component of that, object storage. And uh, even um, analytic applications that require high performance, like Splunk and uh, Vertica in Eon mode, et cetera, are uh, providing object interfaces. I feel that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot more applications that are going to be requiring object um, high-performance object, not just a slow, cheap, and deep object. Yeah, I, I agree to um, what you're saying, but I'm still seeing a lot of um, the older applications as well. There's still a lot going on in the industry where uh, a lot of the um, applications and all of the um, things that are around those applications still use uh, other kind of storage um, and I'm kind of curious on what is going on with that. I, I still see with PLCs to name an example on that, they are vastly using um, either, it, it could be file, um, it's, it's never a object storage based solution for those people and those kind of um, applications uh, need storage. They got that storage for multiple years now and they will need that storage for another multiple years. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of um, 
yeah, storage offerings that are not concluded with, uh, with object storage. So I think there are still, um, uh, for the next couple of years at least, um, multiple ways of getting storage to an application. I have a ton of questions, especially after, you know, VMworld this year and Project Monterey being announced, right? So um, I agree with AJ. I think that there's still applications that aren't going to be able to run on object storage, and I think that's okay. I also see that, you know, we are going to have to have um, storage that can accommodate a very, very wide across lots and lots of nodes operating system. And I think that's where um, object storage really comes into play. And we, we look at, you know, going to using machine learning and, and um, deep learning to power AI. That's really, I think, the kind of architecture that we need. I guess one of the questions I have after that announcement of Project Monterey, I went back and was trying to look more at smart NICs and how they relate to storage. I wonder if um, that is something that object storage is already taking advantage of um, and maybe Rajiv knows or if that's something that will make object storage even more relevant. Yep. Um, so Gina, I think uh, my, my perspective is um, I, if I take a step back, right, um, in the, I mean, I've been in IT for a really long time. Um, and, you know, in the old days, it was fairly simple. Uh, you had databases, you used block storage, and then you had home directories and general purpose NAS, use file storage. And then over time, um, you came up with basically, there were companies that started trying to address rich media, um, media entertainment, oil and gas, and, and slowly genomics, et cetera. And uh, file no longer was acceptable in the way it was, right, as, as a single filer or a toaster. And so uh, scale-out NAS became prevalent. And scale-out NAS was trying to address uh, two things, right? One was rich media, which was primarily large files. And the second one is scale, namespace. How large can you make a namespace? And if you contrast where we are today, even from the early 2000s, um, you know, I've completely lost track of analysts telling me how fast unstructured data is growing. Um, I mean, I just read something that said, uh, in three years, we'll triple all the unstructured data that we have today. So if block storage and file storage don't operate well at that scale. And the kind of data um, that we have now in unstructured data is also rich media. People no longer read uh, documents. They look at small YouTube videos, just like we're doing on this podcast, right? So um, my, my thesis is optic storage is built ground up to address massive scale, flat namespace, right? No real hierarchies and uh, metadata tagging, especially unlimited, in theory, user metadata. All of these make object storage great to address um, the future types of data that we'd be addressing. When, I, when we talk about primary storage, it's, it's a kind of a nebulous word, right? What is primary storage really? Does it mean the quantity of data that we're gonna address down the road? Or does it mean something like a low latency Oracle database of sorts? I think it's interesting um, that, you know, object storage was sort of a solution that was rediscovered by the cloud. I mean, it was originally intended for, you know, secondary storage or archive. And, um, and it was actually pretty popular there in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, there was this whole wave of content addressable storage, uh, which was essentially just an uh, object storage system. 
Um, and then the, you know, the cloud needed something scalable. And I think that they were sort of, oh, hey, you know, that can scale because essentially an object storage system is a database. Um, and, you know, you can shard it and you can create, you know, multiple nodes and, and have, you know, just massive, massive scalability. It overcomes a lot of the limitations of traditional uh, block and file storage simply because of its design. But it's, it just seems to me kind of, kind of interesting that it was, uh, you know, something that had not really taken the world by storm until cloud uh, came along. And this poses a question, is the reason that it took off in the cloud um, sort of because it was uh, capable of scaling and that's what the cloud needed, or is it because it is what the applications wanted? So in other words, did it take off just because of what it is or did it take off because it was actually the right tool for the job? I would say it sounds like both, right? You could think, um... It, because I think that's also could be if you take that premise on further down the road, is that where some of the limitations with cloud become that, you know, there's things that traditional storage do better, does better. And we've seen cloud move more and more to be able to be hybrid, as controversial as that term is right now, um, and being able to have to access different storage for different applications. It's always about the application to me, and we should use the best tool that we have. So thank goodness object storage is making a comeback. Yeah, same goes for me. I think um, there needs to be uh, at least uh, the premises for for object storage. They are really there and um, there will be a lot of object storage and a lot of the object storage is really good for everything that's going to happen in the next uh, uh, couple of years or tens of years. But um, there's still also a lot going on with applications that are already using um, the block storage or the file storage and they will be there for multiple years as well. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned before, I think um, it's it's yeah, it needs to be the right um, scale between all of those, um, and 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 yeah, probably object storage will be um, eating a lot of all the others, um, but certainly not all for uh, for uh, uh, a foreseeable future, I guess. Um, um, Stephen, I will agree with Ariane. Um, you know, there's a, it's not something that's going to happen next year or the year after. Um, it's going to be a gradual process. Um, like Aryan's pointing out, right, very good point, is there's a bunch of uh, applications, enterprise applications that have been written for block storage. And it's going to be hard to sort of go straight from that to object because, you know, block storage gives you low latency. Um, and just the uh, HTTP semantics of object storage make it a little harder to uh, achieve those latencies. Um, and the uh, same thing with file, right? There's a lot of applications that have been written with files in mind and, and uh, appli changing applications at that scale is not easy to do. Yeah, there are um, basically connectors that connect file to object backend, but that adds a little bit of uh, um, basically a latency. And also um, all the semantics that you get out of file systems, you don't quite get by layering a file plugin in front of an object uh, a backend. I do agree with uh, Aryan in that in the it, it's not going to be like in two years we see that all of file and object is gone. I'm sorry, file and block is gone, and object is the only thing that's out there. So, so we made the jump from sort of secondary storage, archive storage to cloud, 
And now it sounds like we're making a jump from cloud back to on-premises storage and enterprise storage. And I think that that's um, sort of the, the interesting next step here in this discussion. So if, um, you know, if object made sense for web scale applications, um, and now it's coming back into the enterprise data center, um, does it make sense for enterprise applications? Since we just heard that many enterprise applications expect block or file storage. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the of the organizations are looking into, um, yeah, reorganizing their applications. Uh, you hear a lot going on about refactoring and and all that kind of stuff to to get your applications more cloud native, to put it that way. Um, so I think there's actually uh, a lot of applications will go that way. Um, but it, it, again, it depends on the organization. A lot of the organizations, the enterprise organizations have a much more aggressive way of getting applications refactored or sometimes even get them into the cloud while uh, smaller or or different use case applications that are running in, in in other organizations will be doing the same thing for the next 10 to 20 years maybe because that's how they did it that's how the application is is set up um, and that's how the application needs to run because sometimes there's even lives depending on it and you will not change that in 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 just a, a couple of seconds so um, yeah, it's that depends on what kind of application are you using and what are what the organization wants to do to rebuild or refactor the application. But uh, yeah, I think there will be a lot going on in the enterprise um, industry or the end enterprises that will make uh, a lot of object storage um, get into the enterprises as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I keep thinking, you know, NVIDIA thinks that the measure, unit of measure going forward will be the entire data center. And when you make a claim like that, and of course they're looking to, to sell the compute piece of that to, to power it, you know, if the, if the unit of measure is the entire data center, then you need object storage. That sounds to me like that's where they're going. You need to have something that spreads across, that, a file system that allows you to go wherever it needs to go. Um, and, and all of this reminds me when I came into IT when when Linux was just coming around the whole compute wars, you know, it, it's kind of coming to the storage again because the storage wars happened at that point. It was what's a what's SAN and what's NAS and which one should we use and we're not using a mainframe anymore and we're not keeping it on the computers anymore. So where do we go with this and um, it, it sounds like we're coming back into some of those wars to, you know, to to put it one way or the other. And I think what was really hard at that time, cause I was a customer is how do you decide which way to go? What do, how do you decide which is the best for the applications you're running? Cause it's becoming very obvious that the industry's shifting and I cannot run my application the way I used to. So what do I do? Which way do I go? I think that it's really important for, um, for people to understand what their choices are. So object storage now, I think, has a lot more to offer than maybe it did, you know, when it first came about, like you were talking, Stephen. Um, I think it's really important for folks to understand the choices that they have on premises and in the cloud. And when they're thinking about refactoring, like Arjan was talking about and going, um, 
cloud native? Like, what does all this mean? And where does object storage fit? Because it's obviously a choice and you should be thinking about that before you start to, to make these migration plans, which everyone's planning because this change is upon us now. So building on that, Gina, um, I think that, that you're dead on in bringing up the storage wars. And um, if there's one lesson that the storage wars taught us, it's the, that the application, the needs of the application drives the needs of the infrastructure. In other words, if this is a file application, then we need file storage. And yeah, we might be able to make it work with something else, but you know, it really ought to use a NAS, for example. And, um, you know, uh, Rajiv, I know that, uh, you know, at Pure Storage, um, you know, there was a decision to make basically a massive, uh, you know, scalable all-flash object store. What were the applications that you were targeting with that device and what applications have taken off with that device? Yeah, so when we actually uh, um, built that back in uh, 2016 is when we released that product. But um, the thought there was, uh, it was built to address what was termed the next-gen applications. And in our mind, the next-gen applications were analytics, uh, next-gen analytics, um, and then machine learning and artificial intelligence, um, software development uh, with the new paradigms, the DevOps paradigms. And then uh, uh, we were also looking at uh, high-performance computing like EDA, et cetera. Um, so what ended up happening, uh, this was completely fortuitous, was uh, one of the large uh, hyperscale customers we were using uh, was testing the product and then they chanced up, uh, they were trying to sort of uh, figure out how to restore um, a certain set of databases very quickly um, in minutes instead of hours. And they just tried to give it a shot and they found out that doing that very fast uh, also um, uh, helped them with their SLAs. So we ran into this a special use case called Rapid Restore. Um, so most of the backups, pay attention to backup, and restore is, it'll happen when it happens kind of thing. So when you need to restore something really fast, Rapid Restore became a very important use case for us. And so we're seeing a lot of traction today with the Rapid Restore use case, especially with ransomware, where you can have immutable snapshots. Um, so there's a resurgence of that. And then we have uh, uh, analytics uh, like Splunk, Kafka, uh, the usual uh, basically products that you want to talk about. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of traction with uh, data warehousing analytics combined like Vertica with Eon that I had mentioned earlier. Uh, we are seeing a lot of traction in EDA space. EDA is primarily file, to Eon's point, right? I mean, they're not gone completely whole hog on object yet, but analytics, uh, we're seeing a lot of object takeoff in the analytics space. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Stephen. Yeah, it really does. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting that, um, well, number one, um, you know, once again, you've seen that the application finds the storage and not the other way around. And so, you know, uh, I don't want to say that you made a mistake in how you targeted the product, but, uh, you know, that the, the, the real compelling application for it was not maybe something you were thinking of on day one. It was something that came to you uh, from the customers. And I think that's the, the best way to have something like that appear. Um, also, I really do find it amusing that it's come full circle from uh, secondary storage back to secondary storage, but transformed by flash. And I think that that's the, the real interesting aspect here is that um, you know, the performance is orders of magnitude better than it used to be on you know, old, old school CAS. Um, you know, Aryan, do you buy this? Uh, does this seem like a good application? Yes, uh, for me it is. Uh, I think there's, uh, 
there's so much going on in the IT industry uh, as a whole at the moment. Uh, uh, things like um, uh, Project Monterey, uh, that's already been uh, been called on. Um, you're seeing a lot of the, um, yeah, the companies, they are looking into, okay, so I've got a lot of data that I sit on. How am I going to utilize that? So doing the analytics, doing the machine learning, all that coming together um, and making sure that um, you've got a storage system underneath it that can handle it all. Um, and like you already mentioned with, with Flash and um, Obtain and all that kind of stuff that's coming into the world as well. Uh, I think um, object storage is actually uh, uh, has a bright future. But yeah, like I mentioned already before as well, I think there's still a lot going on in the block and file storage as well. But it will it will come together uh, at some place. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's where we're going to and object will will be very big it's already very big because of the cloud of course so that's um you know really kind of what i would key in on here is that um on-premises object storage is not the same as cloud storage perhaps it uses the same um you know api perhaps not but it we're not talking about the same beast and we're not talking about the same use cases right gina so yeah, I agree. They're, I think that they're different beasts from the application point of view, but do we really know from how what, what they're doing underneath the covers in the cloud? We really can't see it. Um, I, what I was thinking when you called on me was um, uh, about the people and about storage admins and IT ops on-prem. I think sometimes we start talking about Kubernetes and cloud native and all the application piece of it and developing the applications and developing that that container infrastructure that we forget about the storage it has to live on and which storage is that. And it's very important for our IT ops people on-prem not to go anywhere, to keep using their skills and to bring their skills along as we start transforming on-premises data centers. So we need folks that understand object storage. We need folks that understand SAN and file storage to help uh, the developers bring this to ground because we can't see what the clouds are doing below that IaaS level. We don't know what they're doing, but we for sure have people that know how to make all of this work on premises. So I think the, the application of it is probably gonna look very different, but that might be because we have storage people on-prem that can make the storage be what the application developers need it to be. Yeah, I think um, uh, I would go, uh, tie it back to what both Gina and, uh, and uh, Aryan had mentioned earlier. Um, there are going to be applications uh, that are already written, and there's a massive number of them. That's going to be really, really hard to change, right? And then there are new applications that are going to be written by customers that are probably mission critical or maybe um, basically custom. And those uh, are right now with the way customers are thinking is they want any application that they write to be able to work both on-premises and in the cloud. Um, so it, it makes sense for them to do that. So when they do that, the natural tendency um, I, I, I am uh, guessing is gonna be that they would wanna use S3 object storage as the backend. And then there's a packaged off the shelf applications. And those application vendors also want to be able to make sure that their applications work both on-premises and in the public cloud, just gives them a lot more addressable market. 
So they are finding ways, uh, even the ones that have written with the block and file in mind, are trying to find ways to actually have uh, some object play in their packaged applications. And you see that happening right now. It's not massive, uh, but I think that trend is going to sort of grow. Um, so down the road, uh, to Ariane's point very uh, early in the conversation, we will continue to have these um, uh, applications. I hate to call them legacy applications, but that's what they'll be 10 years from now. I will continue to use um, block and file, and there'll be more and more object that comes out there. And there will also be very low latency application that will still require block, for example. So, you know, we as IT people tend to sort of pronounce the death of all kinds of technologies. Uh, we still have mainframes. Uh, we still have tape. Um, so I think uh, block and file will be there, but I think objects going to become more prevalent down the road. That's my thesis. There's also the thing where um, you come in as a vendor, right? I guess that, like you already mentioned, going into it with hyperscalers talking with you guys about what they see on their part, as well as the enterprises talking with you, what's going on on, on their side. Um, you're kind of the middleman bringing it all together. So there's a, um, a big opportunity for vendors like Pure as well that to, to bring those two parties together and, and not learning from both sides and implementing that into the products that you have. So that's uh, really, I guess, the right way to finish this then. Let's look into our crystal ball here for a moment. And um, you know, what does the future hold for applications and thus for storage protocols and thus for storage devices? Um, you know, what are we going to see next? Um, and I think I'll finish up with Rajiv since uh, you have the most, uh, you know, maybe uh, direct customer contact from the pure side. But uh, you know, uh, Gina, do you want to start us off? What does the future hold for uh, object storage? Uh, I really like what Rajiv said about um, about applications will go, customers want to write these emerging applications so they will go wherever they are needed. Do they need to be on-prem, in the cloud? We didn't talk about edge, but that's kind of on-prem too, right? Someplace on-prem. And I, I think that's where applications will go. The applica applications will change from being tied to on-premises or in the cloud to I need the ability to put that application wherever it's best for my users or whatever is using that application for the best performance. So tied to object storage, if the best place for that to be is on object storage, that's where it will be. And I think that's what's the future. It's, it's, it's always been about the applications and that will continue to be what it's all about. Yeah, I totally agree on that. I think object storage has a, has a very bright future. If you look at all the things that are going on in the industry, um, if you look at things like TensorFlow, if you look at everything going into, uh, I think it's already mentioned, going into um, recordings, videos, and all that kind of stuff, instead of um, everything into files, um, there is a, a very bright future for object. Uh, still, I think there's so much other storage on the other side of the fence as well that, that needs to be tied together. Um, and I think the vendors like Pure um, really have a play in that as well. So yeah, agreed with, uh, with Gina and um, I think Object has a, has a very bright future. 
Yeah, I, I agree with both uh, Gina and uh, Ariane. Uh, the uh, object's got a bright future, um, and I still think there'll be a lot of block um, and file also in the future. Well, I guess the eyes have it. Um, object storage has a bright future, uh, has a bright future in the enterprise. And I think the big takeaway for me is that, um, you know, object storage does not necessarily equal cloud storage, especially when you're talking about on-premises enterprise storage. And that's why it's better to have a uh, sort of a purpose-built uh, enterprise object op option uh, for primary storage and for, you know, secondary storage integration. So. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you everyone for listening to the on-premise IT roundtable. If you enjoyed this discussion, remember to subscribe in uh, iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, rate and review the show since that does help our visibility. And please also share this show with your friends. This podcast is brought to you by gestaltit.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.